This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A little bit of a weird situation. Uh, currently at my brother's place. Uh, brought all my podcasting stuff, but did not bring my uh, holder for my mic stand. So I'm currently holding this thing with my hand. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone, before we start this episode, I just want to say I feel bad for you, honestly. And I, I feel bad for Chase, too, because you guys are going to have to deal with Tipsy Mike for the whole podcast. Um, had a couple drinks with my dad, watched some college football, little tipsy, not going to lie. Uh, but hey, we're going to try to have as much fun as possible. And hopefully I don't annoy you too bad. If I annoy Chase, that's completely fine, because who cares? I'm used to it. But Chase, I also want to mention... You have had a big weekend thus far. You have done six out of your first nine scouting trips for your brand new team. Congratulations. little round of applause there. Uh, Everyone, Chase is attempting or going to be, uh, sorry, better word, going to be a future NHL general manager. And, uh, of course, you got to start at the lower ranks. So he's starting with scouting. And, hey, Chase, Applause to you for going for your dreams. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about, uh, you know, what exactly you're trying to do and how awesome it is that you have already taken your first step. Yeah, well, I appreciate the shout out. Um, so right now I'm with the Kenai River Brown Bears of the North American Hockey League. Uh, so my first like official job in hockey, you know, I interned for two years before. I've mentioned that before. Um, but yeah, so this is my first season with the team. Um, I obviously strive to be an NHL general manager one day. Uh, kind of taking a non-traditional route because usually guys that are in my position working uh, as scouts for North American League teams tend to be former players, uh, at least at a decent level. I was a horrible player, but, you know, just a lot of the right things have happened to put me in the position where I am, not just with that, but with, you know, with this podcast as well. Uh, so, yeah, going forward, hopefully I can keep moving up, uh, get a couple jobs with a couple different teams. Um, I mean, if I could like keep progressing with Kenai, that'd be great, but the reality is in the hockey world, it's 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 hard to just get promoted within a team. You, you have to bounce around a lot uh, just because the way the jobs are. So hopefully yeah, down the road, uh, you will see me calling the shots for an NHL team. Absolutely. And we see that Chase is striving to go for his dreams. Uh, I know a lot of us, we always say that we have dreams and we want to go after them. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's it just feels almost impossible. But Let's be honest, how impossible does it feel to be a NHL GM when there's only 31 of them right now, soon to be 32? It is hard as hell, yet Chase is still going for it and he's making the right strides. So I think we can all look at Chase right now and, uh, you know, take some inspiration from that. And, you know, if if you have a certain dream and you really want to go for it, try it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You fail and you go do something else. Oh, well, but... Uh, you know, if you if you do succeed, 
That's fucking huge. So, hey, I know yeah. I know I'm getting a little emotional right now. It kind of happens when I'm tipsy. Um, but hey, let's uh, let's talk about what we got on tap. So first, uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about the draft. We're gonna be talking, of course, Tampa prospects that we have drafted in the latest NHL draft. We're also gonna be talking about a little other stuff in the NHL draft, and then we're gonna move on to free agency and trades that occurred in this offseason thus far. Uh, we can start with the Tampa prospects first. Of course, uh, our Tampa team won the Stanley Cup. We didn't have either of our two first-round picks because we traded them for huge pieces in Gaudreau and Coleman, and they helped us win that Stanley Cup. So didn't have those, but uh, we did have our second-round pick. Our first pick of the draft was Jack Finley. Uh, we got a couple other players in there, but Chase, you are the scout as we heard a little bit earlier on in the episode. So I'll hand the reins off to you, and you can let us know a little bit about some of the prospects that our Tampa Bay Lightning acquired in this year's draft. So I'll just run down like real quick the names of the guys uh, that we drafted and where we drafted them, and then I'll talk about – I have three guys specifically that I want to talk about, guys that I feel really comfortable talking about. So first, Jack Fanley, as you mentioned, was our first pick at 57, and then Gage Gunkalvis at 62, uh, both are forwards – those are both in the second round, of course. Getting into the third round, uh, at 85, Maxim Groshev out of Russia, and then 93, Jack Thompson, a defenseman out of the OHL. At 116, uh, in the fourth round, we selected Eamon Powell, a defenseman playing uh, in the U.S. program. And then uh, fifth, sixth, seventh round, uh, you know, just kind of guys that are flyers. Maybe we'll, we'll see him do something one day. It's, it's unlikely to get to this point, but uh, Jaden Darrow, Nick Capone, Amir Miftvikov, uh, excuse me, geez, struggling with that one. Uh, R- Russian goalie, in case you can't tell. And then Declan McDonald. So first I'm going to start talking about Jack Finley. So this kid was our first pick of the draft. Uh, he's a pretty big body center, playing for Spokane in the WHL. Uh, you know, he, he's a pretty solid guy. He's um, not someone who has who's provided crazy offense so far in his career. 57 points through 61 games this uh, last season in his draft year. Uh, when you're playing in the WHL, like you're hoping when you're looking for uh, offensive production from guys, you're hoping to see them at minimum point per game, if not over that. It's a bit of a higher scoring league, especially for the truly dominant players. But uh, you know, he, he's a guy who is he's is responsible defensively. He's someone who you're going to trust in your own zone. He's going to be a center at the NHL level, uh, and he really projects as like a, a really solid middle six guy for your NHL team. So hopefully, we see him Tampa Lightning uniform sooner rather than later. Uh, something you should expect in a couple of years. M- moving on to Jack Thompson. So Jack Thompson, uh, defenseman out of Sudbury in the OHL. Uh, he's you know six foot one eighty one, decent size. Uh, this is a guy that I, I got to watch pretty closely this year. Thirty two points for sixty three games, thirteen goals with those points. Uh, you know it's good production from a defenseman, especially in the OHL. Uh, he's not someone who's going to wow you offensively, but you are going to get solid production. You're going to be uh, you're going to feel safe in your own zone with him on the ice. He's not going to make risky decisions. He's got a good first pass. You know, he's, he's got a lot of things that you hope to see out of an NHL defenseman. Uh, he just got to round out his game. Uh, you know, always can improve the skating and just kind of think the game a little better. If he can do both those things, uh, we should see him in the NHL within, you know, may, maybe three, four years would be awesome, maybe a little bit longer. And then my final um, guy I want to mention, Eamon Powell, out of the U.S. program. Uh, he's going to play at Boston College next year. This is a guy that some people, like, genuinely – like being a first round pick, um, you know, a, a little rich for my taste, but still a hell of a defenseman. Uh, he's he, he's got a good size. He's uh, five foot eleven, but he is someone who skates well. 
and is pretty aggressive too. Uh, he didn't wally with his points, kind of played down on the uh, U.S. program a little bit. He had 14 points through 43 games for them. Um, I think he's got more offensive production than that, but he's not going to be like a 60-point NHL guy. Uh, he could be someone that you could you know rely on. He's probably like a third-pair defenseman um, is where you could project him at, but he's somebody that you could trust in pretty much any situation on the ice. Awesome. Great information from Chase there. I do want to emphasize a little bit on Jack Finley, our first pick, because let's be honest, no matter where you're picking in the NHL draft, you're always going to be more high of the people that you took first rather than the people you took last. So Jack Finley, like Chase said, a bigger guy. He sits at 6'5", 207 currently. Uh, he he kind of reminds me, now Chase did say, uh, we're looking at him being a middle six guy. Obviously, Brian Boyle, we had him in the Tampa system for a little bit. But I'm thinking more across the across the state. Nick Bugstad, a long-term Florida Panther, uh, no longer with the team, but uh, that's that's someone I'd kind of look at. If you guys are looking at Jack Finley, kind of interested in seeing what he could possibly be. Uh, similar size to Nick Bugstad, a similar role looking at that middle six forward, so uh, definitely someone to keep Absolutely. an eye on. A uh, couple years, though. We, we've, we're not going to see any of these guys immediately, which is expected. Obviously, we won the Stanley Cup. We don't need a big impact player right away, uh, like an Alexi Lafreniere who went to the Rangers. But, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see that we're going to continue to increase our talent pool when it comes to our prospects. But, Chase, quickly, I want to talk a little bit more about the draft. I know that you were pretty high of uh, a specific player going by the name of Cole Perfetti. And... I know uh, you thought, hey, top five talent in the league or top five talent in the draft, and he dropped all the way down to number 10. Do you think he could be the steal of the draft? Well, it's hard to say steal the draft in the first round. I, I hate trying to say the steal the draft goes in the first round, but like really, it's very well possible. I personally think he's, yeah, he's a top five, top six talent in this draft. Um, I don't think he's that far off from the guys that, you know, guys like Lucas Raymond. I think he's better than Marco Rossi and Jack Quinn. I would have taken him over Jamie Drysdale and Jake Sanderson as well. I get you got a need for defense, but still in the NHL, you never draft for need because your need's going to change by time that they're full-time players for you anyway. So I just at 10th is tremendous value for Winnipeg. He's got one more year in the OHL and he's going to be in the NHL. Like I have no doubt about that. He just needs to, you know, refine his skating, his defensive game a little bit, and he'll be perfectly good to go. Everything else is already at the NHL level. Winnipeg's going to love him. He can play center or wing. I feel like he's going to play. You know, he he might play center with them because they they kind of have that need. But at the same time, I feel like you might get more offensive production out of him if you play him on the wing. So you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But Winnipeg's going to love the pick. Yeah, and you know what's crazy, Chase is Cole Perfetti. You scouted him in Saginaw, obviously, working there for a little while. And Winnipeg also has Connor Hellebuck and Kyle Connor, two guys that lived very close to us, born very close to us. So three guys on that Winnipeg franchise that uh, you have ties with all three. Um, and it's just it's kind of crazy to think about because Hellebuck, amazing, won the Vesna. Kyle Connor, steal of his draft class. Basically, I mean, what he went 15 or 16 and he's been a point per game guy the last two 18, years, e- even better. Uh, and he's been a point per game the last two years. He's been a phenomenal player for that Winnipeg team. And now Cole Perfetti could be that for them, too. So 
That's uh, absolutely asinine. Uh, if you are whispering into the Winnipeg Jets ears and haven't told me yet, then, uh, you know, fuck you, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, Chase, let's let's now move on from a possible steal of the draft to a possible bust of the draft. And I know last year you weren't a huge fan of the Buffalo Sabres selecting Dylan Cousins. Uh and I don't think you're a big fan of Jack Quinn going to the Sabres this year. Oh, dude, no way. Like, Jack Quinn is a good goal scorer, don't get me wrong. But he's not an elite goal scorer, in my opinion, honestly. Like, I think Cole Perfetti's a better shooter than him, and I think Cole Perfetti is not even just a pure shooter. Like, like Jack Quinn is good, and he's going to score goals in the NHL, don't get me wrong. But is he going to score 30 every year? Like, I don't think there's any chance. I really don't. I just I don't get the need. I would have rather them go at center because I feel like Dylan Cousins is another guy. Like he plays center at the junior level, but I just feel I have that very strong feeling watching him play. He's gonna be a right wing at the NHL level. And Casey Millshot's trending more towards a bust than anything. So maybe getting him to the wing would kind of you know take a little bit of responsibility off of him and let him play a little better. So why not you know go for center? Even if they like, even though I'm not a Marco Rossi guy that much, even I'd rather them take Marco Rossi than Jack Quinn. Like just Jack Quinn right here really did not make sense. You know they could have went. Like if, if they didn't want Marco Rossi or Cole Perfetti, Anton Lundell, Seth Jarvis, or Dylan Holloway, those three guys, I, I would take them over Jack Quinn, especially in Buffalo's situation. I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't get on board with this pick. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, you can tell me if you thought differently, but to see Jack Quinn as the first Ottawa player to the Ottawa 67s, of course, to go off the board, I was shocked because I thought Marco yeah. Rossi. Uh, towards the end of the season, started to slip into people's top 10 and some people's top five. To So to see Jack Quinn be the first player out of that Ottawa organization off the board, pretty shocked. I saw somebody, I don't remember who it was, so I, and I'm not going to point anybody out, but I remember seeing someone semi-prominent on Twitter having Marco Rossi as their number three player in the draft, which is like absolutely just silly ridiculous. But yeah, that's where it got to. Uh, absolutely insane. And uh, last last little comment here about the draft before we move on to talk about some free agency stuff. Yaroslav Askarov, and it's Askarov, not Askarov. I don't care what the big guys say. Uh, Chase, you and I were talking the whole draft. I said, please don't let Askarov go to the Nashville Predators. Like, it doesn't make sense, sure, but I'd much rather see him in Carolina just don't let him go to the Preds, and of course, he goes to the Preds. So congratulations, Predators fans. I think you've got an amazing goaltender coming, but I just I don't watch Nashville games, so I didn't want Askarov to go there. Yeah, I mean, like the fit makes sense. I, I don't have any issue with it like you do. Um, you know, you're, you're, it's more raining on your parade than anything. I think it's perfectly fine, especially since Carolina. Um, I can, I can never remember the dude's name, but they took a dude in the second round last year out of Russia who is profiling like a pretty good NHL prospect goalie. Um, so like they don't really have to worry about that too much. Um, so it, it's a good fit for Nashville. UC Saros kind of struggled last year. Becker Rene, uh, he's on his way out. Obviously, you know, an older goalie. But yeah. Um, and before we move on though, I actually have one more thing I do want to mention. Columbus. Oh Yaro, yes, yikes. Yarmo, like Igor Chinikov in, in the first round. Yeah, like I, I just, I just gotta say, I don't care. I do not care what your production is. 
if you're not good enough to get drafted in your first year of eligibility, you're not a first round pick and any point after that. I will never I would never take a guy. I mean, I guess if you know if he's playing in the KHL and gets undrafted, then all of a sudden the next year he's like a point per game. Then that's a different story. That that's like ridiculous. That means something went horribly wrong in his draft year. But a guy like this, like his whole career, he was just he was a solid player. You know, it finally took him up until like his, um, being 18 in the MHL to put up big points. And he was looking at like, you know, a, a late round pick, maybe, maybe middle round pick. Um, but, you know, a benefit for those Russian teams or in the European teams, he had a hot start to the 2020, 2021 season, uh, five goals through 12 games when he was drafted is at 13 now. So that's enough to kind of get scouts attention. Uh, Yarmo obviously liked him enough to take him in the first round. Um, I know some people were talking about after that, him being in the second, third round, but like coming into the whole process, if the draft was back in June, he would have been probably fourth, fifth, sixth round, maybe. So just taking a guy like that in the first round is horrible value. If he works out, that's great. But like you get, you have a lot of other options, you know, for example, if, if you're looking at, so that was the pick 21 in the draft. If you're looking at guys after that, Hendricks Lapierre, it was immediately after that's a risky pick, you know, a guy with injury history, but much rather him. Tyson Forrester, Connor Zari. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to look at forwards because that's what they drafted. Uh, Jake Neighbors, Jacob Perot, Ridley Grieg, uh, Brennan Brisson, Maverick Bork, Ozzy Weisblatt. Where the rest of the forwards in the first round, I think every other guy over uh, Chinnikov is not even close. So, you know, I, I, I could be wrong. A lot of people could be wrong about the skepticism. It could work out. You know, we've seen stuff like this happen before. But the odds of it working out, it, it seems less likely than more likely. Yeah, and I got to say congrats to Igor Chinnikov because obviously going in the first round, he's going to get a bigger payday than if he were selected in the third round, which was the area that I think Bob McKenzie had him ranked. Um, but also congratulations because I guarantee he was the most searched name out of the NHL draft on that day, on round one, because absolutely, l- literally no one knew who he was. I was on, uh, on a call with Chase, and I'm like, uh... Who's obviously I get uh, a lot of prospect information from our regional scout here in Chase Crawshaw, but uh, I asked him like, "Who is this?" He goes, uh, "Honestly, don't know much about this guy." And then we saw the NBC and the TSN broadcasts where they were all like, "Um, yeah, uh, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't really know who this is." So that just shows how much of a reach it is. I hope it works out for Columbus because. Let's be honest, they've had a lot of unfortunate uh, happenings in the recent years. So hopefully it works out for them. But yeah, what a reach. Yikes. Uh, Why don't we talk about some trades before we get into free agency? Uh, One of the most popular or one of the biggest trades we've seen go down in this offseason was actually prior to free agency starting. So we'll start with that one. We saw Max Domi and a 2023rd round pick go to Columbus for Josh Anderson. This was a trade you and I both looked at as uh, Montreal. What are you doing? Uh, Montreal, what are you doing? Oh, I get what you're saying. Sorry, I don't know why the hell I thought of that wrong in my head. But yeah, yeah, no, 100%. It was... It was weird, uh, you know, giving up that haul. I get, like, Max Domi probably just didn't want to be there. And uh, he was asked about his relationship with uh, head coach Claude Julian and just said no comment or something along the lines of that. So, obviously, there was bad blood. Uh, it wasn't going to work out. So, Max Domi moves on. Uh, he, you know, he gets a contract with Columbus. 
and then Josh Anderson gets a longer contract with Montreal. So it, it works out for both guys, I guess. You know, it, it works for both teams. It doesn't mean it was a good trade in terms of value at all because a guy like Max Domi has more value than Josh Anderson. Then you throw him the third-round pick, and it's just the cherry on top. Uh, yeah, it, it was not a good look. Uh, you know, Columbus, they've been pretty busy this offseason, um, especially in the trade market. They're trying to do some things. So I, I like the trade, and I like the signing. It's going to give them some uh, interesting center depth going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it boosts their skill as well because, let's be honest, they definitely need it. Not sure how they even made the playoffs and uh, went head-to-head with our Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. But, hey, they got there, and that's absolutely huge news. So um, great for them, and they got more talent now because of Max Domi. But let's now move on to our next trade to talk about. This was between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ottawa Senators. As we see, Matt Murray, the two-time Stanley Cup winner, go to Ottawa for a second-round pick. That second-round pick, the Pittsburgh Penguins used to select a goalie from Finland. Uh, on, Joel Blomquist. On, on, the, on the face of everything, it doesn't really make sense to me. You know, I, I, I get it. They don't really have the money to pay Matt Murray, and they trust uh, Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith as well. So, like, I, I get the move. I don't, have an, I don't have an issue with it for Pittsburgh. It was a little weird um, just getting a second-round pick back. I know... So you're going to see this going forward as we talk about a couple more trades. The uh, value for trades is significantly lowered. Uh, I think that is a result of the flat cap we're going to see for the next couple of years. Uh, it's going to be harder to sign guys and have bad contracts feel less bad because it's going to be the same salary cap going forward. So you're going to see s- some lesser value trades. And also, you know, with the looming Seattle expansion draft next summer, uh, teams are going to be offloading assets that they would possibly lose to try to get whatever they can back. So you're going to see trades like this. Uh, so all in all, with that being said, the return isn't horrible. Uh, Joel Blumkiss, I know some guys are think he's like the next uh, goalie behind Askarov. Some people don't think that. He's a solid guy. He, you know, he should probably turn into an NHLer. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just weird to trade a goalie and then draft a goalie and then draft a goalie with your next pick as well, too. Yeah, 100% agree on that. And that's why if you're just looking at the surface of the thing, it doesn't look like it makes too much sense. But obviously, uh, expansion draft coming up, uh, two goalies that are both free agents, and, uh, you know, you, you got to – or two goalies that are, of course, going to need uh, new deals. Are, Protection. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Chase. Well, <laughs> let's move on to the next trade, and this is going to be between Andreas Johnson from, from the – Toronto Maple Leafs and Joey Anderson from the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, that's another just kind of cap dump kind of trade. Uh, you know, in terms of true talent, like it's not even fucking close. It's clearly in favor of New Jersey. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure our friends at Devil State of Mind were jumping up and down on that one. Uh, you know, it like it was a hell of a trade for them. You're, you're getting a guy, Andreas Johnson, who you know I think he needs to perform a little better to live up to his value uh, in terms of his contract. But he's he's got some talent. There's no denying it. Where Joey Anderson, he he's fine. He you know he, he could be a depth guy for you, but like that's really about it. So it, it's a cap dump for Toronto. Uh, maybe make a couple moves to kind of push them to more of a realistic contender going into the season. But yeah, we should see. Yeah, absolutely. And New Jersey wasn't done there as they added Ryan Murray for only a fifth round pick. Ryan Murray, a former second overall pick, a guy that I actually still am a really big fan of. I know he hasn't really panned out to be that second overall caliber type of player, but I think he's still a good top four defenseman and I like him a lot. So to bring in Andreas Johnson and Ryan Murray, a, a very nice 
a couple of moves by the New Jersey Devils. I mean, that 2012 draft, like, it, it it looks bad going back on, you know, especially those top two picks with Neil Yakupov and Ryan Murray. But Ryan Murray's still a capable defender, don't get me wrong. Fifth round pick, like, he's worth more than that. But yet again, a salary cap dump. I don't know why, like, I don't I don't know Columbus' exact cap situation going into the free agency, but they dumped a lot more cap than I expected them to. I was a little bit surprising. It makes you think, well, you know, what else do they have planned going forward? Maybe they're going to play P.L. Dubois a ton of money. I, you know, I don't know what the plan is going to be. But, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it was interesting. Great for New Jersey. Um, you know, these trades are really going to help them kind of help build their foundation and maybe be a contender again soon. Yeah, and hopefully we see some growth out of Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes, as well as Alexander Holtz being their first-round pick. Who knows? This New Jersey team might have that big turnaround that we thought Ottawa could have had in our last episode. That was a, that was a fun talk. And yeah. we saw Matt Murray go there. So if Taylor Hall and Alex Petriangelo find their way over oh, there. God. That'd be crazy. Um, but before we move on, I do want to mention, because uh, you thought it, you brought up Jack Hughes, so I just kind of thought of this. Jack Hughes, Capacaco, two rookies last year, kind of had rough years, you know, two of the most, more disappointing first and second overall picks that we've seen in the NHL. I guarantee you both have massive years this year. Both guys were playing nonstop hockey for so long. Capocaco hadn't had a break in like 30 months. So, you know, they got this break over quarantine. Um, they, they Obviously, um, Kako went back to the playoffs. Uh, didn't They didn't have much of an opportunity to show anything. But I think both of those guys are going to have awesome years and awesome careers. You know, I really hope so. And I don't think we're going to have that same effect with our top three players. If they all, of course, make the NHL. But Alexi Lafreniere, Quentin Byfield, and Tim Stutzel, I think they all could have some pretty big impacts. Yeah, for sure. The extra training in the offseason is just phenomenal for them. So, honestly, we could see some of the best rookie performances uh, in a while, but hey, that's just a prediction. Um, obviously, Alexi Lafreniere, a generational talent, had a had a nice long off season because of COVID. So we'll see what happens there. But Chase, let's now move on to another trade. We want to talk about this one between Nashville and Minnesota. Uh, going Minnesota's way, Nick Bonino, a second and a third for Luke Cunning and a fourth. Uh, interesting deal. However, I think I'd favor Nashville's side to be honest. See, I got I'm a Luke Cunning guy, so I'm, I I think he's got. He's not going to be like an elite producer in the NHL level, but he's going to be a really reliable guy who can play defensively and still provide offensively too. Uh, so like I, I really like what Luke Hunt's going to be able to provide for them going forward. So yeah, I, I got to agree. Uh, I mean, Bedino's a, a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I think Luke Cunningham just got like, more value than what was had in the trade. Yep, absolutely agree there. And uh, Bonino kind of coming to the end of his career, um, a little bit older now, definitely into his 30s. But, hey, he's always going to have that legendary uh, goal call in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2016 or 2017. I don't remember which year, but with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he'll always have that for himself. But, Chase, let's now move on to another trade. And this will actually be the last. We've got two trades to talk about still. But this is going to be the last trade we talk about uh we're gonna move into some tampa talk with some of the free agents but i think the last trade uh we'll talk about that after the tampa talk because it's just a perfect transition into talking about another team so um i i want to get get this first trade out of the way then we can talk about some tampa stuff so this one between colorado and chicago brandon sod uh, dennis gilbert for nikita zadorov and anton lindblom interesting trade uh i don't really know which to favor to be honest maybe uh Colorado side but I really don't know 
I'd probably rather have Nikita Zadorov on my roster than Brandon Saad, especially at Brandon Saad's salary of $6 million a year. Uh, I, you know, I don't get what Stan Bowman's doing there in Chicago. He's made some really weird moves all along. He's made some good moves, too, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he's had some weird signings, some weird moves. You know, he, he traded Brandon Saad at one point, and then he traded back for him, giving up Panarin, and now he traded Brandon Saad again. Is he just going to trade back for him in a year? It sure as hell seems like it. So, you know, I, I don't know. It was weird. Um, it, was, it wasn't something I really expected. But I, I think it'll work out fine for both teams. You know, Saad might. like He's going to be middle six, probably more likely third line, maybe some second line there, though, uh, with Colorado, and provide just kind of that, like, extra leadership almost. So, you know, it's, it's kind of something they need going forward as a younger team that's, you know, really built to have success here in the next couple of years. But, yeah, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, and Chicago could potentially see Kirby Doc filling that role for uh, Brennan Saad. The one thing I worry about is – Big Adam Boquist guy, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks bringing two defensemen here. So hopefully, uh, I don't think it will, but hopefully um, they won't ruin his path to the NHL. All right, Chase, let's now talk about some Tampa players. Uh, We'll first talk about the guys that re-signed with Tampa, and then we'll talk about some of the guys that have moved on. After we talk about our Tampa-specific players, we're going to get back to that last trade because... It's just a seamless transition. I don't know if you see it yet, but don't worry. I'll guide us through it. Let's first talk about some Tampa stuff. So first, guys that have resigned with us, Pat Maroon, Luke Shen, Mitchell Stevens. Uh, that's just some of the guys that resigned with us. Um, and a bringing back Pat Maroon and Luke Shen, I think big, big, big time for uh, a, a team that is trying to repeat Oh, absolutely. Patty Maroon is awesome for a team, and he brings a great presence to the locker room, and it's great on the ice. And Luke Shen, he really stepped up when he needed him uh, to in the playoffs. Like, he wasn't outstanding, but he played above what was expected out of him. Uh, there's no denying that, so it was worthy of a contract. And then Mitch Stevens, he was an RFA. You expect him to get re-signed. He looked pretty good. I'd expect him to be a full-time guy. Uh, this season going forward, should be no issues getting in the lineup. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, you know, we, we're going to mention here in a second, lost a couple guys in free agency as well. But uh, over, overall, not too bad for what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And we still have Mikhail Sergachev, Eric Chernak, and Anthony Sorelli to sign. Of course, they're RFAs, so we still have their rights currently. So hopefully we can get that done in the coming days and we can talk to you about it in our next episode. But let's now talk about some guys that have departed from this Tampa Bay Lightning team. Uh, Some guys that did honestly have a pretty decent role with this Tampa team. So first, Carter Verhage, he goes over to Florida, our state nemesis. How dare him? Then we see Kevin Shattenkirk move over to the Anaheim Ducks. And then Zach Bogosian, a guy that we signed for absolute minimum because he got cut from Buffalo uh, close to the trade deadline. He is leaving as well. He's going over to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, so uh, these are guys that, well, Verhage, I'm a little surprised. I, I thought Verhage was going to beat Thunderdor resigned, but sure enough, he was not. Uh, so good luck to him in Florida. Uh, done rooting for him now going forward. But Kevin Shattenkirk and Zach Bogosian, uh, you know, I kind of figured they'd be gone. It would be cool if you could have kept around Kevin Shattenkirk. I liked what he provided for that team. Uh, you know, Anaheim got him at a decent value. They're paying him like pretty much $4 million a year. It's a little much, but it's not horrible at the same time for a right-shot defenseman. Um, but, you know, n- nothing like too unexpected. If Tampa, if Tampa fans are caught off guard or upset by those non-signings or them going elsewhere, like you, you just really shouldn't be because it had to be fully expected. 
Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now get back to that final trade that I mentioned. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to guide us right through this seamless transition. So first, let's talk about the trade. That's Elias Anderson from the New York Rangers, a former seventh overall pick. He gets traded to the L.A. Canes for a second round pick. Uh, a big move here because we haven't seen Elias Anderson play in man quite some time so we're very excited to see him finally get back out there on the NHL ice yeah you know it should be interesting he is obviously a polarizing kind of player he's a seventh overall pick who at the time was compared to Chris Kunitz who takes a Chris Kunitz comparison seventh overall you know it's beside me I didn't like that comparison in the first place anyway but I get what they're saying where he's like you know like a reliable two-way type of guy who can provide some offense uh, it never really came to fruition in the NHL. He's still a young guy. He was a 2017 pick, so you know he's clearly a young guy. Uh, but New York's wasn't the fit for him. He's going to LA, where I think he'll have an opportunity. I probably would play him on the wing, honestly, especially in LA, where there's going to be crazy center depth, especially if Gwyn Byfield's on the team with Anze uh, Kopitar. I, I really can't remember if Alex Turcott signed or not in this offseason because you know, like, it's just been such a long break. I feel like he has. Yeah, um, I think so he if did. I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. Yeah. But so like that's three centers right there. Uh, so Leo Sanderson, Lyle Sanderson, he can play fourth line center. He can move to the wing. I feel like he's gonna move to the wing. But you know it'll be good to see him get an opportunity yet again. Yeah, absolutely. And I honestly think this LA team could be um, kind of sneaky good because obviously they bring in Byfield um, with their first pick this year, and then you see Lyle Sanderson get traded over for only a second. Alex Turcott, their first round pick from last year, he comes in. You're bringing a lot of good talent, so who knows? Maybe this team could be sneaky good. I, I think they still got to shore up the back end with defense and goalie, um, but there's some talent now, and I'm starting to like how it looks. So we'll see how that pans out. But, Chase, I said seamless transition. Here we go. Elias Anderson, obviously we haven't seen him in a while. He was, uh, or he broke off that relationship with his New York Rangers team. Now to get into players that have signed during free agency, we see Jesse Pugliarvi. A guy in a similar situation who went over to uh, Finland to play as he broke off his relationship with Edmonton. He's actually coming back to Edmonton as he signs a two-year deal. Very excited to see what he can do in the NHL. Yeah, so this is cool to see. Pugliarvi um, is a dude tremendously talented. Everyone thought he was going third overall in the 2016 draft. Obviously, Columbus took a peel Dubois, and it clearly looks like the right move. Peel Dubois looked awesome as an NHLer. Uh, so play RV, he'll get his opportunity again. I, I think it's, it's under better terms this time. Uh, you know, di- different management got kind of hollowed in there. Maybe that changes some things around. Uh, and then with Dave Tippett manning the bench, you know, may- maybe it's more of a fit for play RV. Uh, he- he'll go in, he'll play bottom six, probably to start maybe a middle six type of role. Um, so, you know, don't expect him to go put up like a hundred points or anything like that. Cause it's probably not going to happen. Is it impossible for him to have a great season? No, it's not. But, like, realistically, based on what you saw from him in the NHL, it's not likely. So, you know, temper your expectations. Be excited for him. He's still a young guy. Still has a lot of years left in his career. And he still has that ability to turn into that legit offensive threat. Yeah, absolutely. Only 22 years old right now. Had 53 points through 56 games last year for Karpats. Uh, and then this year, off to a pretty nice start. Five goals through four games. And adds another two assists on top of that. So, hey, I would absolutely love to see him come in and blow it up. But like Chase said, temper expectations a little bit. But it's a good sign for Edmonton to bring in some extra talent to help Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Because let's be honest, 
They were the only two players on that team last year. Let's talk about some more of those players that they brought in. Uh, we saw Tyson Berry. He comes over and joins this Edmonton team. We also see Kyle Turris join as well. So two pretty nice signings. They also bring back Mike Smith. I think they should have went maybe somewhere else uh, in the goaltending market because obviously it's very vast this year, but uh, a pretty good overall offseason for this Edmonton team so far. Yeah, you know, they, they brought in some good, some good solid, uh, you know, depth players and reliable players as well. Uh, you know, it's interested, interesting to see what they'll be doing going forward. Tyson Berry uh, accepting a one-year deal, just under $4 million. He did turn down a deal where he'd be making at least $6 million a year for who knows how many years. So that shows that, you know, he wanted to be in Edmonton. McDavid reached out to him apparently and said, hey, it'd be cool in Edmonton. Technically, I still think that's not allowed by the uh, CBA, but, you know, it's beside the point. It happens all the time. It doesn't matter anyway. But, um, you know, this Edmonton team, like when you have guys like Dreisaitl and uh, McDavid, you you should be a perennial contender. You know, it's like Crosby and Malkin. If you have guys like that, you you should be a hard team to beat. And they just haven't been that yet. So maybe these additions can help. Uh, obviously, I'm not a Mike Smith guy, but I'm sure they had trouble attracting any of the other goalies in free agency. So you know, hopefully it works out for them. Maybe they make a trade in. Uh, at some point in the season for a goalie, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, let's now move on to some other teams that have acquired a couple of big names, including Calgary and Washington. Let's start off with Calgary first. They bring in Jacob Markstrom from Vancouver, who had a phenomenal season last year. I would argue a top five goaltender in the league last year. They also oh, for sure. they also bring over Chris Tanev who has some experience with that Vancouver Canuck team. So uh, Calgary going at Vancouver, wanting all of their assets, and uh, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, I like what Calgary has done so far this offseason. Uh, you know, like Markstrom, it got a little bit of term for, I'm pretty sure he's 30, you know, an older goalie, not like ideal, not horrible though. Uh, he's going to be, you know, very reliable for them, a better presence in that than they've had the last couple of years. Um, you know, that's something that I really think they need to help kind of take them over the hump. Because they're a solid roster. They have enough where they should, uh, you know, be more dangerous than they are. But they just haven't really been there yet. So now that they have that solid goaltending, um, hopefully the whole team can come together in front of them and then, you know, really put up something on the ice that's a little more productive. Because they've just been kind of just that, you, you know, like that team that's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And they also introduced those slick new jerseys, which are not really new. They're kind of a throwback, but, uh, you know, hopefully all of this offseason maneuvering that they have been doing with their jerseys, with their signings, will take them to that next level. So we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, the other team that I mentioned was Washington. Obviously, uh, they bring in one of the biggest names on the market, at least in my mind, he's, he's not one of the biggest names in the market when it comes to skill, but when it comes to name recognition, he is as high as you can get. That's Henrik Lundqvist. He signs over in Washington, uh, joining him, Justin Schultz from the Pittsburgh Penguins. So two in-division rivals now join the Washington Capitals. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully Lundqvist finally has a chance to win a cup. Uh, you know, he had one really opportunity before when they went to the finals, did not win. But Washington's a team that's a lot more set up for success. You know, I, it'd be cool to see him win a cup before he retires. Um, I'm sure a lot of people want that. But, I, you know, I'd say it's a pretty good free agency for Washington. Uh, they, they got guys that are really going to help them out. Um, you know, Justin Schultz, I think they got him at a solid value at $4 million a year, if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's going to be a guy that's going to come in and provide some solid offense, be a reliable guy for you. Um, not gonna, he's not going to be anything superstar-ish at, um, at this point, but he's still going to be a very solid defender. And then Hank is, you know, it, it sucks for um, 
like Ilya Samsonov, I think, because I think it's going to cut down on his games played. I think Ilya Samsonov deserves to play a good amount, but just because Lundqvist is there, you know, he might take some of that away. Uh, who you know, who, who knows for sure though. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and Hank comes in with the number thirty. If you didn't know, Ilya Samsonov also wears number thirty. So Hank decided he's given up. Let's go back. Yep, let's move away from number thirty. Let's go back to the old days, back when we were playing in Sweden, and take that number thirty-five. So going to see yeah. Hank in a new number. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and hey, I I hope nothing but the best for Hank. But I'll be honest, I really don't know if I can root for the Washington Capitals. Not a big fan of them but chase let's now move on to some other big time goaltenders that were signed we'll start off with one that honestly could have won the Vesna if dallas took the championship that's anton kudobin he stepped in absolutely huge uh for this dallas team he resigns back with his dallas stars i assume you mean the con smith not the Vesna. yes con smith excuse me yeah and uh, no that, that is fair yeah He's he's not gonna take the job from Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop's still gonna be their guy, regardless of that's right or wrong. You know, Ben Bishop's kind of had an up and down career. I mean, Tampa fans know that 100. You know, he spent some of his career here. So you know, Kudobin's gonna go, and he had a couple years term. Be that great one B for them. Um, you know, maybe they go on another playoff run where he takes the job because Ben Bishop just gets hurt, seems to get hurt every playoffs. So you know, good for Kudobin. He got some security. Uh, he you know he he's had he's had quite the interesting career. Absolutely. Now we look at Detroit as longtime netminder Jimmy Howard no longer in their plans as they bring over Thomas Grice, formerly with the New York Islanders, had a pretty good season last year and uh, he looks to build on that here in Detroit. Not sure if he's going to be able to do it because let's be honest, he doesn't really have the pieces there. But uh, yeah, he's definitely looking to help Detroit uh, continue their rebuild and get better. So, you know, this is another guy like for, for Detroit, you know, they made some signings uh, over the last couple of days, Bobby Ryan, John Merrill as well. And this is a team that's obviously going to be horrible again. They're just kind of, you know, transition pieces, maybe teach the younger guys, maybe hope Bobby Ryan puts up a ton of points and you can trade him at the deadline. Um, and, you know, Grice, his situation, two-year contract, you know, he, he's going to come help out the team, help kind of stabilize their horribleness, and then it leaves him as an option in the expansion draft. So, I, you know, I think that's part of the reasoning for that contract. Um it really helps them have some more options because I'm pretty sure Bernier's contract's up after this year, so you know they'd be in a weird spot. So you know that that's pretty much what you can get out of the signing. Absolutely, and the last goaltender signing that we're going to be talking about in this episode, uh, New Jersey trades Corey Schneider. Doesn't actually trade because obviously they they bought out Corey Schneider, but they go from Corey Schneider to Corey Crawford as they sign Corey Crawford from the Chicago Blackhawks, and uh, I don't think they're really going to get much better. Um, production out of Corey Crawford. No, like not, not really. It, it, it'll be a little better, but not like a ton better. He's like Corey Crawford's not going to get sent down like Corey Schneider was, but like it's, it's gotta be Mackenzie Blackwood's job. I have a hard time believing that he has not shown enough in order to keep that job. Um, like I don't expect him to play 60 games, but like I expect it to kind of be his net and Corey Crawford's going to kind of help out. Maybe they split more, um, than I expect, but I can't imagine Corey Crawford like being the guy. Absolutely. All right, Chase, we got two more names to talk about when it comes to our free agent signings that we wanted to mention. Uh, first, we want to talk about Alex Wenberg coming from the Columbus Blue Jackets going over to the Florida Panthers. He had a pretty rough year last year. Columbus decides to cut him. He goes to Florida for a pretty cheap deal, only around $2 million. And honestly, I think that could be one of the sneaky best signings of the year because uh, I, I like Wenberg a lot. I think he still has a lot of potential, even though he didn't really show it with Columbus last year. 
yeah, no, he, he's a good player. He, he's shown it so far in the NHL that he can do it. Uh, just kind of a rough year. Just things just didn't go right. Sometimes a change of scenery is perfect for that. Um, you know, they got him on a cheap deal, just kind of a prove it type of thing. And I think he can prove it. You know, I don't want to say I hope he doesn't because I want everybody to succeed and have the most success they can. But, you know, he's playing, he'll be playing against our Tampa Bay Lightning. He'll be an in-division rival and state rival. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only slightly rooting for him. Uh, you know, I, I do hope he does well and he can keep his NHL career going because I do like him as a player. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like the value that Florida got. Absolutely. And lastly, when it comes to free agent signings that we wanted to mention, probably the biggest name out there or the the most skilled player that has been signed thus far, Tori Krug goes to the St. Louis Blues as the St. Louis Blues lose Alex Petriangelo. So they bring in Tori Krug from the Boston Bruins. Yeah, the weird thing was Tori Krug, he got offered a six-year extension, I believe it was, about a year ago, and has never gotten offered another contract since. So it's like he said, no, I want to see what's going on. Boston said, screw you, we don't want you anyway. You know, a little weird for one of their better defensemen, uh, you know, a very very good offensive defenseman in the league. But St. Louis gets their Petrangelo replacement. Um, you know, a, a good price. I thought he was going to, like, actually kind of command a little more money in the market. But, you know, he's going to a spot where he should be able to compete. He'll be one of their guys. Um, they should be in perennial, perennial cup contender for the next couple of years. Absolutely. And we're going to continue to talk about more free agency in the next couple episodes because obviously Taylor Hall, Alex Petrangelo still out there. So before we end the episode and go to hockey name of the day, we got to first mention Tyler Johnson as he had a no trade clause. We put him on waivers. Went unclaimed, unfortunately, uh, so we still have his cap on the books. But again, Chase, you and I said it in the last episode, uh, very, very highly doubtful that he will be on this Tampa team next year. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine it. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you know, the way it's all gone down. You don't really see guys put on waivers in the offseason like this and not for terms of a buyout. You know, when you get bought out of your contract and you put on waivers, understandable. But just to be put on waivers just to say someone can have you for free, and then a guy like his caliber not taken just because of that cap casualty is going to be and, you know, with the cap not going up. It's a weird situation. Um, I still am on, on the boat that he gets traded. It, it's going to probably involve some salary retention, which is a little frustrating. I'm really shocked that a team didn't try to grab him for free, um, even with the salary, just because like, he is still a, a good player. He's not an elite player, but he's still definitely a good player, a little like worth less than he's what he's getting paid. But I, I, there's there's teams that have holes that he would fill that hole, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, maybe now they want a waiver. He's like, all right, uh, my my options seem kind of limited, obviously. So I need to be a little more open on who I can get traded to. Yeah, absolutely. And we hope nothing but the best for Tyler Johnson. Hopefully, he goes to a nice situation for him, and uh, he can find some success. Not not as much success as he found on the Tampa Bay Lightning, because obviously we don't want him winning a Stanley Cup without us. But uh, yeah, we hope nothing but the best for him. All right, Chase, that's it for our offseason talk so far. Uh, again, we're going to have a lot more episodes on this, but uh, that's it for today. We're going to now move on to Hockey Name of the Day before we close this one out. And Chase, I'll be honest, Hockey Name of the Day when I'm a little bit tipsy, probably not the best mix. <laughs> It'll be all right. This one isn't extremely complicated. You should be okay. Okay, we've got Victor uh, Ogemark. I don't freaking know. <laughs> so... Victor Urjamark. So, like, you don't, like, fully pronounce the J. You just kind of do. So, it's O, like, in translated to English, it's O-E-J-D-E-M-A-R-K. But 
I don't know what this letter's called in Swedish, but it's an O with the two dots above it. Um, whatever that's called in Swedish. Smiley face. Know, that's what it's called. Yeah, sure. I'd say more of a surprise face than anything since it's an O. But, um, so yeah, uh, so our, our boy Victor, he is a Swiss slash Swedish boy. Um, like he's born in Switzerland, but he represents both countries. Like he has both nationalities. Uh, 22 year old defenseman playing in the Swiss league. N- you know, nothing special. He- he's a decent player. Last year, he had a point to 34 games in the top league. You know, good enough to stay in the lineup, but nothing special. Um, you know, I, I knew you were going to be a little tipsy, so I tried not to go something too difficult for you. How nice of me. But then you went with O-E-J-D. <laughs> well, yeah. I I could have went with, like, Crystal Wall Wobble Love. Or you could have done, like, an easy one, like Linus O-Mark or something. John Smith. Yeah, that works, too. But, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, it's hockey it's... name of the day. It's... It's here to make Mike look stupid, and, you know, it it usually works. So, Chase, let's now exit with an outro. As always, you know, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, If you'd like to come on on Patreon, we would really appreciate that. You can start as low as a dollar and go up from there. Uh, You know, your degrees of support go a long way, helps us create different content. You know, it shows your passion for us. You know, we got a lot of big plans going forward, not just us, but the network as a whole. So, you know, just keep keep on the lookout for that. We, it's going to be some very exciting stuff. You know, uh, I look forward to what's going to be happening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That's our primarily football show now that we do this hockey podcast. Uh, you know, make sure to check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all of the podcasts within the network right there. Boom, just click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, if you could, rate us five stars, leave a like, leave a comment, question, concern, whatever you got to do. Absolutely. Everyone, thanks again so much for coming out, giving us a listen. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.